1: Welcome to the last episode of 2021. Isn't it crazy? I like cannot believe this year is over. All right. So for our last episode, I've got something real fun. So Katie McKenna, our amazing resident OT, she's been blogging for me for like three or four years. Her posts are always filled with real world tips that you can easily incorporate into your sessions or into your classroom. She and I have been working together on some sessions for some school districts that I work with, and she worked on this awesome presentation on movement and learning. And I was like, Katie, we need this in the membership. So she recorded her entire course for the membership. If you are in my year two plus of the membership, if you're not part of membership, that might sound silly, but we have all of our first year members in one group. So they get all that foundational content. And then we have everyone that has been in the membership for more than a year in a different group. So we kind of add on some additional training topics on into that year two plus. If you are in year two plus, this mini course was dropped last month and you all have loved it. And I wanted to give you a little taste of this course here on the podcast. This course is on movement and learning, and I think it is such an important thing to talk about and think about for your classrooms and for your sessions. So I'm going to share a little piece of module one where Katie really dives into why movement is so important and how you can start this process of embedding movement. I think this is going to be a really helpful mindset shift for people. And I think this is an awesome goal to take into the new year. Speaking of into the new year, we will be opening up our membership for enrollment in January. We only open enrollment for the membership twice a year, once in September, once in January. If you want to get access to awesome training content just like this mini course, join our waitlist so you can be the first to know when doors open. Head over to theautismhelper.com slash membership and I will also make sure that membership link is in our show notes. But for now, let's jump into Katie's Movement and learning course into module one where she shares why movement is so important and how we get started embedding movement into our class.
2: We can be incorporating big movement activities and we can also be incorporating smaller movement activities. Maybe they're movement activities that can be done at a desk. Um, They don't require a huge amount of time or amount of space, but all of them can be very impactful. So why is physical activity important? I kind of section this into three different benefits. So first we can talk about the physical benefits of movement and physical activity. There has been research that shows people who are engaged in more physical activity and more movement throughout their day that helps reduce the risk of health complications and also reduce the risk of obesity, um, diabetes, heart issues, things like that. So physically moving, engaging in a consistent exercise program, all of those things can have health benefits. We can also talk about mental health benefits. Engaging in consistent physical activity and movement can help in improve mood, reduce anxiety and depression. And I think a lot of these things can be important for all of us, for our students, and also for for us to keep in mind as adults. And what we're gonna talk most about today is the learning benefits of movement and physical activity in the classroom. It has been shown that engaging students in movement and physical activity can help improve participation, attention, and strengthen learning outcomes. So one of the reasons this topic is so important for the classroom is there is a connection between movement and the brain. So research has shown us that there's a link between cognitive development and movement. And this is why this is so important as teachers and clinicians or as parents trying to teach our students new things. When kids engage in movement experiences, you are directly impacting the brain. You're activating the brain and you're developing new neural connections. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that later as to what specific exercises or activities you can do to help build and strengthen those connections in the brain. But just know that anytime you incorporate hands-on learning and movement into your lessons, it will have a positive impact on your students. I know when I learn something new, or I actually experience what I'm learning through a hands-on activity or a movement activity, I tend to remember that experience much better than if I didn't have that movement or hands-on component. So I think that's an important thing to consider as you're bringing some of this information back to your classroom. So let's think again, just in general, about the benefits of movement. Think about yourself. I like to talk about this a lot, when, I, especially when I speak about sensory processing. Bringing it back to us how do you feel when you're moving around school all day? Um, When you have one of those really, really busy days and you're going from classroom to classroom, or think about how you feel after a workout. Um, I know I just recently got a Peloton and I was not a big person who liked to work out before then, but there is something about that physical activity, that movement that makes us feel energized, that makes us have sort of, that has a positive impact. And I think that can be the same for our students. And now let's think about the opposite. How do you feel when you sit all day, when you're sitting at a professional development course? Maybe a speaker's been talking for a long time and hasn't offered a break. Think about how you feel when you are kind of stuck in one spot, you haven't had a chance to stretch or move or take a drink of water. Does that impact your ability to pay attention? I know for me, it definitely does. It absolutely impacts my ability to take in the information, attend and participate. And often taking a quick break can help rejuvenate and help me pay attention a little bit better. So think about that as it relates to your students too. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more,
0: Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel any time. ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.
2: So as I was putting together this presentation, I referenced the CDC for some of their recommendations and also their research as it relates to movement and children and movement in the classroom. So the CDC's recent recommendations indicate that six to 17-year-olds should be participating in at least 60 minutes of physical activity a day. And schools can and should provide these opportunities. I think the other interesting thing that they say is that less than a third of children and adolescents are currently meeting this requirement. I know I have seen in my practice that a lot of my students are less active. They are engaging in play or in activities that are more sedentary. And this can have an impact on the amount of overall physical activity they're getting through their day. And so this is something to consider as we're working with our students and how we can help incorporate movement in the classroom, not only for learning benefits, but also to help meet the recommendations um, for daily movement. So, again, why is this important? There is a lot of research to show that movement positively impacts learning and has a positive impact on our students. So, here are just a few of the things that the CDC has found and put together in one of their research articles that I will link for you in the resources. So, they did a large literature review, and the results show that this is important physical activity is positively related to academic performance. I think this next piece is huge. Increasing time during the school day for physical activity does not appear to take away from any academic performance. Um, And we're gonna talk a little bit more about this later, but there could be some challenges in implementing a variety of movement activities during your day, but feel confident knowing that the research shows if you take time to do movement activities in your day, it is not going to negatively impact academic performance. Movement in the classroom also benefits students by improving ability to stay on task, help reducing disruptive behavior, help improve motivation and engagement, academic performance, and also overall helps increase the amount of physical activity daily that our students are engaging in, which is super important. So the CDC Again, they concluded that school boards and school administrators and principals can feel confident that either maintaining or even increasing time dedicated for physical activity will not have a negative impact on academics. I think this is huge and can be very powerful, especially if you're going to take this information back to your school and ask for some big change. Maybe you're eyeing up an extra recess or dedicated outdoor time for your students. This information can be super powerful to help enact that change. So, just a few. Um, I wanted to to highlight, you know, especially for our students. Um, that we may be working with in our classrooms or our therapy sessions, our students with disabilities. People with disabilities experience more barriers in general to participating in a variety of activities, especially movement activities. If you think about all the different components of doing a motor activity or engaging in in a yoga group or engaging in a gross motor group, there can be a variety of different pieces of that activity that can be challenging for our students. However, it is still recommended that people with disabilities engage in physical. Collectivity on a consistent basis and i think it is our job to help modify adapt upgrade downgrade these activities to increase participation and independence for our students and by the end of this course i want you to feel like you have the tools to do that in your classrooms and your therapy sessions and keep this in mind the impact of inactivity is real um, according to the u.s department of health and human services Children and adolescents with disabilities are more likely to be inactive than those without disabilities. And again, there could be a variety of reasons for that. But think about this. Some activity is better than none. And when you go back to your classrooms, try starting slow and gradually building up. You can start somewhere and build from there and continue to work and problem-solve with your team to help our students engage in these activities so that they can reap all the benefits. So you're probably wondering now, but how? How am I supposed to do this? There's a million things on our plates. There's IEPs and goals and meetings and data. And now I'm sitting here telling you that you need to exercise too, right? But I want you to think about this. So think about it this way. What is the point of doing all the teaching, all the goal work, all the activities? If your kids are wiggly and if they're distracted, will they retain the information? Will they perform up to their potential? This is why we're talking about this topic of movement and learning throughout the next few modules and why by the end of this, I want you to feel empowered to take this information back to your classrooms with some real life tips and strategies to
1: make these changes
2: for our students.
1: You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening.